when someone says I'm an artist, mm. I think I feel like that's like that's the, the sort of answer you get from someone when you ask them the question, "What do you do?" Yeah, yes. we're not. We ain't come here to say what. Well, what do we do? <laughs> what we, do you mean? <laughs> we, we ain't come here to talk about profession. <laughs> Welcome, guys, back to the Dark Skins podcast. Uh, it's been a while, and this is our third episode, actually. And just to let, let you guys know, um, this episode is not actually recorded via video. We're just doing a uh, live podcast. Um, and so, yeah, today it is Caleb, uh, Josh, and I um, who are going to be uh, speaking in this podcast. And today we are talking about art um and in actual fact it was caleb's idea who decided to talk about this um topic so i'll just kind of like ask caleb in general to to i guess give us some highlights or things that he's interested in us kind of talking about today uh, um well i'd say the one's creative process and what they intend to accomplish by making art you know what i'm saying uh and as well as uh, the implications of art mm. and all those kinds of things you know what i'm saying yeah that sounds pretty cool yeah. so i uh, hope you guys enjoy this uh <laughs> conversation that we're gonna have so it's it's gonna be like pretty much like free-flowing yeah so i guess we're gonna start off with asking the question of like how would you define art or like being an artist um so caleb like do you want to let us know what your thoughts are how i would define artists is probably um a physical manifestation through creativity of one's it doesn't even have to be uh, the own creators, <clears throat> uh, emotions, thoughts, and experiences. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I would I would define as art. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. And um, you know, as of course we all know that it has different forms and mediums. So, uh, and I think there are you know main purposes of art. Uh, you know, whether it's to make a connection or have some kind of release, uh, you know, or to, when I think, um, continue the cycle of, uh, inspiration, you know, because I think a lot of art, a lot of art that we look to is it's inspired by something else and that is inspired by something else and then you see that and you're inspired by it to make something and then someone along the lines will see that and be inspired you know by those things to make something and so it's a it's a cycle and it's a process i think you know what i'm saying yeah no that, that makes a lot of sense it's quite interesting actually i like how you said it's like a cycle is it, it is quite true i can um, actually speak to that part I'm trying to pull up a quote that I had on Instagram, but it's not pulling up, which is kind of annoying. Give me a second. But it's sort of to t do with the idea of 
inspiration being cyclical. You want to have Sarah look on your profile? I think it's a bit. Do you have oh, Instagram yeah, on your I, thing? I do have Instagram. Because yeah, honestly, this is iPhone 5S. It's Yikes. Have you dropped your phone quite a bit? Or? No, it's always had this problem. It's, it's aye, an aye, old aye. phone, right? So. That's not cool. Yes, right here. Okay. This is the quote. The literal work of the artist is to make their fantasy into a reality. As a result, the artist's reality can then become one's own fantasy. And the repetition of this cycle is what we call inspiration. Mm. So, who said that? That's me. Oh, interesting. You yeah. both have interesting, uh, yeah, views. <laughs> so, I kind of, it's like when you're producing something, it's taking, when you're producing art, you're taking something from the, uh, what I would say is the metaphysical realm. So, something that's, it's a fantasy. It's it's in your head. It's an idea. It's a concept, and then you're bringing it into the concrete, into a concrete uh, uh, product. Like Caleb said, physical manifestation. Yeah, into re into reality, and then once it's once in, it's ingrained in reality, someone can take that, and once they consume that that concrete thing, it now enters that person's metaphysical mm. uh, world, and once they it comes out from their metaphysical world back into the concrete reality that's the sort of repetition of of inspiration that's the mm-hmm. cycle that that's how i imagine it um, that sounds quite interesting which makes me want to think in in a way it's like you're creating artists as well as you're creating art definitely definitely <laughs> i mean oh, yeah, yeah, i think yeah. i think everyone has it within them absolutely everyone mm. you know it's just that some have it more unlocked than others do. Yeah. You, you dig what I'm saying? But, yeah, you are, You definitely are... You're putting it out there, and someone will see it. And whether that's... Whether that's next week or 100 years down the line from now, someone will see it, and they will be inspired and, yeah. you know, creative minds, and, and they will continue that cycle. And it's... <clears throat> as far as I've seen, it's a it's an endless cycle. You know, it hasn't it hasn't stopped yet, and I don't think it's gonna stop anytime soon. Mm, I actually agree with you. I think it's been going on for years. So. And that's really something that I just learned from experience. You get what I'm saying? Because mm. I am the one that's continuing a cycle from some people I know now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. In terms of like how I see art or artist it's very interesting i think you guys went beyond just the definition of what an artist is or like what is art um my definition of art is a form of self-expression self-expression right i would kind of say it like that as well um it's more of like you're sharing maybe your idea that you have in your mind or a certain message that you're trying to share with other people um it really de- I also think when it comes to artists, it really depends on whether it's something you want other people to understand and hear too. Maybe that might be the majority of what artists want to do. But I also think sometimes it's a way of like, uh, yeah, expressing yourself, but you're not really interested in like maybe building a fame or something like that, right? Like, it's like, this is my story and this is how I want to express what I'm going through or something like that. It doesn't have to be big. You can still call yourself an artist in that sense. Um, mm. I don't know. 
<laughs> I mean, that's Joshua it, looks like he's. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about if how if you're creating art because you want to get famous or popular, how authentic or how real is that art really? Because it's not coming from the depths of your soul. It's not you genuinely expressing yourself for you, but it's rather I'm doing it with secondary motives. Like, wouldn't that impact the the right. quality of the art in terms of how real or fake it is? Because it's, it, it's, it has outside influence. What do you think, Kevin? I think that's true. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had something, but I lost it. But, yeah, I would definitely agree but you also have to take in into account because when i said the first when i said my definition i also said that it comes from a place of one's thoughts and so that uh that person who wants to make art in order to get famous that art is still coming from a place from their thoughts it may just not come from their experiences or their feelings you know what i'm saying or well, maybe not experiences, but it may not just it just may not come from their feelings. It just might come from a place of thoughts. And I do think that the the most impactful art are the ones that comes from a place of of feeling, of experience. Because because that's what people can most relate to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think quality of art determined by how authentic it is personally interesting quality of art is determined by how authentic it is yeah. i see what you mean yeah i agree yeah. yeah okay interesting so just for context um some of you out there may not know what kind of art that each and every one of us do because you're probably coming from different you know places so to give you guys context, we'll probably share a little bit about what we do. So Josh, uh, what kind of art, you know, do you do? Uh, I'm primarily a musician. Uh, I'm a, trying to be a solo artist, aspiring solo artist. And uh, yeah, so it's just like songs and stuff like that. Outside of that, I'm also, actually, I'm, I'm going to keep that a secret. Yeah, I'll just say I'm a musician. Cool, nice, nice. Okay, and Caleb, what 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 kind of art do you do? No, I'm a visual artist, first and foremost, <laughs> and that's probably all I'd say. Um, yeah, I my main medium is is drawing, but I've also recently found myself getting into photography and things like that. So that's beautiful. I'm experimenting a bit. But it's as a it's as a hobby, you know what I mean? Mm, and that's that's cool. You can, it's still I would still classify that as art or being an artist, if that makes sense. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that is because um, I remember one day I was having a conversation with a coach, um, a creative coach actually, and I was kind of explaining kind of my creative journey and the kind of things that I do are mainly like photography. Um, I love cinematography, videography, um, and then on the side, I just as a hobby, I like playing the guitar, and then um, I would.
would say I like helping out with designing things like I don't know posters or just making things look really nice and beautiful basically um, so like um, the point that I was trying to make was when I told my creative coach that I play the guitar and I didn't see myself as like a musician or like a artist or anything she's like well you play an instrument right and I'm like yeah and she's like well you are an artist like you know so I it was just a little bit hard for me to sort of believe that if that makes sense but um but by that know. by that token everyone's an artist because everyone does something artistic they do yeah I think there's a difference between being a professional being an artist and being artistic like your main yeah thing. that yeah yeah I think so no, I, I but I would by that token I still think you're an artist because you have your other forms you know photography and you I think you I think you have the potential to be an artist those people that yeah, that you just described the people that Joshua just described um, because he said everybody does something artistic uh, you know what I'm saying so those kinds of people that do artistic things but uh, they don't consider themselves artists or something along the lines of that. I think artist mm. is more to do with occupation. Than yeah. Can you please say Man, that again? I think artist is more to do with occupation than it is... Uh, it, what was it, what, how was I going to finish that? <laughs> I think artist is more to do with occupation than like what you're doing. What, then what, yeah, what it is that you're doing, what it is you're creating, so... You can create something, but or you can be in the habit of creating something, but it might be for a hobby or whatever. And I wouldn't necessarily call that person an artist. Maybe a creative, maybe. Interesting. If, and and that could be something that could be associated with their personality, like uh, as a you know personality trait. I'm creative. I do this or this, but I wouldn't call it something that I wouldn't call that person an artist because it's not something that they it's not their profession. No, I see what you mean. You're more like it sounds more of like a noun as opposed to a verb or something. That's how I see it. Because, for example, by your definition, technically I'm a creative as opposed to an artist because I don't do it by profession. I do it as a hobby. And if someone asked me for like you know a commission or something, I was like, hey, I need your help here and there. It's like a one-off thing. It's not like my everyday hustle. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> for me, you Very see, you see what I what I disagree with. For me, I don't see it as uh, a profession being an artist. I see it as, you know, this is gonna sound might sound vague or broad, but it really comes down to whether you're making an honest effort to really harness that creative side of you and to see what comes out of that. Once you do that and you make something, you know, of significance, then I think that you have like earned the title as artist. It doesn't have to be because I would consider Sarah an artist. Wait, how do you define significance? I don't think to just to just like make something meaningful out of like your own experiences or your own thoughts. You know what I'm saying? To dedicate uh, time, put in that work for, you know, a specific kind of thing because i would consider sarah an artist but she doesn't you know that's not her profession but like 
would you say it's an ongoing thing that the person makes it meaningful that would sort of be like oh this person seems like an artist because they're consistently trying to you know maybe share their experience or idea or like if you do that then i think you earn the title of an artist but if you if you stop it and say all right i don't think i'm gonna do this again Mm -hmm. then obviously you know that gets taken away and you can't consider yourself an artist anymore since you don't make that honest effort to harness that creative side of you to make something yeah that's a different definition and i don't disagree with that um interesting i just when i think of the term artist when someone says i'm an artist Mm. i think i feel like that's like that's the, the sort of answer you get from someone when you ask them the question what do you do yeah, yes. we're not. We ain't come here to say what. Well, what do we do? <laughs> we, do we, we ain't come here to talk about profession. <laughs> we came here. No, to I'm just. About. I'm just saying from my perspective. Yes. When you say when you say what do I do, and you say I'm a yes. photographer, I'm a you know athlete, I'm a you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's related to your profession or like what your what your main like thing is that you do. What's the main focus of I understand. Yeah, so... Exactly. And so so when I say I'm an artist, I'm saying... I don't say that. When someone asks me what I do, I'll say, like, I'll say I'm a musician or I'm a solo artist. Yeah. But it's... It's... Yeah, so, like, I associate just those two, the term artist with, like I said, the proficient sort of thing. That's not to say that if someone was creating something really, like Caleb said, meaningful, etc., and it wasn't necessarily their profession, but it was something that was of significant, like part of their life. Then I wouldn't have a problem calling that person an artist too. I see. Yeah, yeah, and no, I, I see what you mean. I think it kind of makes sense. Like even when I see other people, I, I mention, like, yeah, my brother's a musician. Like, yeah. you know. All right. So that was quite an interesting conversation, actually. It was an interesting intro. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So like. So why did you choose to become a musician? I was, I mean, this is like a long story. Um, five years ago, is it five years ago? No, it's been a while. It's been like eight, it's been eight. No, it's not. I'm doing math. Six years. Six it's years, bro. Six you years. cut like one or two years because of Corona. Yeah. No, <laughs> nah, I've no still, I was still working there doing my thing, so. Nah, so at the start of high school, I, I, uh, no, nah, actually, I'll skip that part. So let's say second year, year 10, right? Um, I was a really big fan of this band called 21 Pilots. I'm sure you've heard of them. Uh, if you're not, you haven't lived a single life in your day. Um, and that year, I went to see them in concert. And I was really inspired by the way that Josh done the drummer plays the drums and so uh around that time dad had bought me a electric drum kit uh mainly for church and uh well i would i don't know if it was for me or it was just for anyone wanted to learn and i was inspired at that time so i decided to start learning the drums and uh, i basically memorized every 21 pilot song under the sun uh, well, most of them um and i was really really passionate like I, I was learning like from February to like maybe June or something, and I was so passionate. I wanted to join the uh, 
there's what's called like a house arts at our school. And so I joined that and I played like the drums for one of the songs. It was a pretty difficult song, but by that time I was so obsessed. I just, you know. Like real obsessed. This and, dude uh, would play till like 10 p.m. at night. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, so uh, after that night, I at the end of the song, I actually, I didn't have a good grip. So both the sticks like lift my hand because I was playing so hard. And then, uh, but uh, <laughs> I was like slapping the cymbals at the end. But after that, like, I was such an exhilarating moment. You know, I was performing the drums in front of the whole school. And uh, I was like, damn, I want to do this for the rest of my life. That was the sort of feeling. And what really, but what really made me choose that was uh, an interview of Haley Williams, who's the lead singer of Paramore. And uh, she was, I was around that time, I watched the interview, and she said something along the lines of, um, you can try something out and... If it doesn't work out, uh, it won't kill you. So um, I kind of took that and I was like, you know what? I feel like this is the type of thing that I'd like to try out, you know, music. So um, after that, uh, fast forward a few years and uh, I learned the violin. Then I learned, I started getting really interested in the piano. And this was during the time I was studying you know, learning about, I took music for the rest of my year, high school years, basically. I was learning about, you know, different periods of music, and uh, I was really inspired by the Romantic period, uh, which was the 19th century, roughly speaking. And, yeah, it was, uh, was spe specifically the piano music that came out of that era. So uh, the likes of Chopin, uh, Liszt, um, Mendelssohn, and even towards the tw early 20th centuries, uh, Rachmaninoff and Skriabin, those type of composers. And so, but I knew nothing about <laughs> playing the piano. And uh, so I basically would just download the really, those really uh, difficult pieces by those, those composers. And I'd study them and I'd try and find my way around them. And uh, that's kind of inspired what has become my genre, which is called neo-romanticism. So it's uh, taking inspiration from the romantic period, but with a modern uh, twist, specifically towards alternative rock and a little bit of uh, synth, uh, synth pop as well. So that's it's kind of like a, a style that's been maturing over the years. And uh, last year, I released my single, uh, Figure It Out, under the name Joshua The Last, uh, The Last Romantic, that's my artist name. Uh, and yeah, so I just explained my musical, like, journey. Yes. But was that the question? <laughs> or wasn't it what inspires you? It, it was more like, you know, how did you choose to become a musician? Like, why did you kind of go that route and... Yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was really like I was getting really passionate about the drums. Yeah. And I watched that Haley Williams interview. It was like, you can try something and, mm. you know, wouldn't kill you if, if it didn't work out. And, and you uh, never then, stopped. I mean, like... I think you did I, answer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, originally I wanted to be, you know, join a band. And then now it's changed to me being a solo artist. And now it's kind of changing to something bigger about growing a, a brand and, and, and sp spreading out, not just from music. So it's yeah it's i wouldn't say like i would have i have inspirations musical inspirations but i think a lot of things in in my life 
I, I used to say like, well, recently I've been saying like, my life is full of a series of wagers. So wagers, w wagers, like in in the sense of, uh, almost like bits. Okay. Like I'm trying, like I'm trying something out, oh. and then I'm seeing what happens. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work out, then I try something yeah. else, and then I see. This. So it's just basically that's kind of been the the process. That's but cool. things are becoming more and more uh, cohesive, more and more uh, mm. st like structured as life goes on. I yeah. guess. So. Things are coming into place. Yeah, falling into place. That's that, cool. that sort of thing. Nice. That's cool. What What about you, Caleb? Like. Okay. Okay. First of you? all, first of all, I had a question for Joshua. Yeah, sure. Now, I had this question planned before we even, you know, had the podcast. Uh, I was hoping that we'd get to it a bit later in the episode, but since, you know, he brought it up during that explanation, I might ask him now. And I will get to your question, Sarah, but first. No problem. Would you describe or would you even be willing to accept that neo-romanticism is black music. Black music. Black music. <laughs> I'm laughing because or, 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 or I guess in better terms, a part of black culture. I would say it's not, actually. I would say, because uh, it's not culturally influenced by that. I would say, I would say, I would, what I would say is that when it comes to the drum elements, because some songs figure it out for example i feel like some parts of that i would say it's it's subconsciously influenced like the drums and figure it out are pretty like boom boom pa, boom pa. you know it's like i when i was making it, it kind of felt really ethnic to me and and some of the drums that i use even in the songs i'm working on at the moment kind of sound a bit eth ethnic so there's a little bit of that influence there and i i'm not like intent well, it depends on the song but so like figure it out. I did want it to be a little bit ethnic, but it was more like Saudi Arabian sounding. But uh, I'm not intentionally trying to sound ethnic, but I think it's just coming out in the way that I play, maybe due to, like I said, the culture, you know, mm. upbringing subconsciously. But besides that, the majority of the influence, you know, alternative rock, uh, classical music, and a lot of the composers from classical music are like, you know, they're white people. It's not, you know, the yeah white people so it's not like i'm my influences are not black or not african so i wouldn't call my music african either Interesting. i'm just i'm just asking because you know what i'm saying you look at uh, uh t-shirts that was invented by a white guy the internet was invented by a white guy uh jazz invented by a black guy hip-hop invented by a black guy these this is black you know what i'm saying this is a part of of black culture so when a black person, so wouldn't with that in mind, wouldn't you say that you making a new genre, inventing a new genre, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of the influence, because I'm sure that, say, jazz had some kind of influence from like maybe even the classical music that was before that era. But would you say that, you know what I'm saying, with that in mind, <clears throat> that you uh, inventing a new genre, is, you know what I'm saying, something to be put in, something to be accepted as, you know, this is part of black culture now. 
I wouldn't call it part of black culture because I, when I look at, I mean, like, when I look at what I'm trying to create, what I'm trying to do, I don't see uh, ethnicity or culture or anything. Like, I don't. Yeah, see and I don't, I don't, I don't expect you to. I'm not saying that, but. Yeah, I mean, someone might see it as okay since I'm, you know. I don't like calling myself black because it's just, like, logically speaking. I mean, like, look, look. <laughs> what, you're brown? Yeah, logically speaking, I'm actually brown, dark yeah, brown, I think whatever. We, I think we all know that, Josh. <laughs> I know, but, like, of course, culturally, you'd expect to call my I call myself black, so whatever. Yeah, like, just, yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought someone was coming. Um, what was I saying? Someone might see oh, me being a black guy and I've created this new genre or this new movement called neo-romanticism. By that, associating me with being black, then that means that the movement must be a culturally black, black thing. Or no, no black. I'm not saying that. That, oh, <clears throat> that it's, you have to put it in, you have to put it in, you know what I'm saying uh the black community or something like that i'm i'm think i'm thinking just by you being black it's already in it's already ingrained in that culture it's or you it's already in that you know like what i mean moving forward with yeah it's it's already in history i don't know about history but i guess so uh it's already in that culture you know what i'm saying because I'm doing art, right? Uh, I guess you could say uh, uh, some of my art is is anime. That is a part of Japanese culture. You get what I'm saying? That is me doing uh, uh, progressing Japanese culture. So, in the same way, but since that was invented by Japanese people. Yes. So you're saying by me creating. You want to know that by me creating a new genre and me being black, do I think that that means that that genre, genre is going to be... Is a part of... I'm not saying that it should be accepted by black... That, you know, it should only be accepted by black people. Or that, it is a or part that, of black culture. Yeah. definition of it being created by a black person. Yeah, because, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, uh, what do you call it? Classical music, right? Created by white people. Yet... Uh, so many people, regardless of ethnicity, listen to classical music, yourself included. You get what I'm saying? But it is still a part of white culture. I wouldn't even call myself a product of black culture just because of my skin color, though. Because I've been influenced by, primarily influenced by Western society. I've got a Western upbringing for the majority. Okay, well. Kind of. Well, what I've grown up in a Western world. Life. I've grown up in a Western world, even though I might not have had a uh, most Westernized upbringing because, you know, where our parents raised us. But that being said, I just don't, even with classical music, I don't associate that with a particular culture. I'm not thinking about white music. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I'm not thinking I'm not, about classical music and thinking about white people. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah, exactly. I'm not, because I'm not saying to, like, consciously keep that in mind. But I'm just saying, like, as something to, you know, is that something that you are 
would uh, accept or, or, like, know, like, you know what I mean? Not just consciously whenever you're making music, whenever you're putting it out. Oh, yeah, this is a, this is for the black people. This is for... No, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, of course, it's something that is... I mean, it's something that I can't change. You know what I'm saying? I So, of course, it's something I can be aware of. I can't really change it. Yeah, that. that aware of. Well, I'm choosing... Well, I don't say I'm choosing, but... Oh, I guess I am choosing. No, I don't even say I'm choosing. I'm just subconsciously. Like, I don't... I, I'm not aware of, like, I'm not being aware of it. Like, I'm not thinking about that sort of thing. And I'm not letting it influence me in any way. I don't want it to be influ- to influence me in any way because I want the music I make to be authentic. I don't really care about where it's coming from in terms of, like, I haven't really been, even in general, this is going to sound kind of uh, uh, lack of status quo. Like, it's going to sound a bit, what is it? What's that word? Um, out of pocket. But I wouldn't say I'm a guy who's cares much, who really cared much for culture, in, like culture in general. You mean like how people are so like, is it pious is the right word? How people are so like, I mean, I patriotic look, about it. Yeah, I'm not much of a nationalist. Or I'm not like even with my own culture, I don't feel like I'm very connected to it. And I, I don't think like that's a bad thing. Like I don't really care. So I don't, I wouldn't, like, where someone has a cultural background or influence, like, I don't really care much about that. What I care about is what I'm creating and where it's coming from and how authentic it is. That's the only thing I care about. I I don't really let the cultural influences affect me. Mm -hmm. And I never really cared much about culture in general from a young age. So that's why I say it's like, it's not something that I'm, like, I just don't be aware of it because I don't really care. I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna speak on that second part about not caring, ever caring for culture, <laughs> but I will say that I, because that's a, it's a, it's a different discussion. You get what I mean? Yeah. That's like talking about like you personally, not the art. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that you should keep that in mind when creating your art. You get what I mean? I don't think that that is something that you should be aware of or be thinking about or any of that while you're making your art. Only reason where you should is probably if you're studying the art. And if you're studying the art, you know, you're learning about the history of it, you're learning about how it was made, all that kinds of things. And and that kind of stuff is going to come with learning about the history of the art. You know what I mean? So... Uh, I almost think that, like, as a musician or maybe solo artist or something like that, if you're in that industry, I think it it also comes with looking into a little bit of history, and it might have a bit of culture, you know, tied to whatever you're researching. But so, it's not. Yeah. Look, I I care about. This is gonna sound selfish. It doesn't mean that you, you I care know. about I care about learning about the history and all of that. Yeah. In service to what I'm creating. So yeah, I'll, that's fine. I'll, you know, like for example, I learned about yeah. the romantic period and that sort of stuff. And how music is constructed by those previous composers, how they make it. Because I know that by learning about that, I'm gonna be it's gonna positively influence the music I create. Yeah. So 
Yeah, yeah no, no that's completely it, fine. No, I definitely agree because it depends on what your intentions are. For example, if you're like wanting to, you know, create authentic uh, like African music, then you're obviously going to study that. You know, what did Africans usually do in that genre and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, but my 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 approach isn't to create yeah. authentic cultural music at all. Yeah. it's just to create authentic music from yeah the inside. Mm. <clears throat> Interesting. And so you know, uh, when I think when you're Focusing on the, I mean, I guess, you know, when you blow up, I guess when people write about you, then they're going to, they might mention, you know, about you being black and like what this does. probably will, but I won't, like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's probably something that the people are going to carry in mind, not you, but yeah. um, So yeah, uh, separating the culture from it to make, you know, and focusing on the art, I think, it's very great. It's something I'm even uh, even doing now with, you know, my current art, you know. Uh, Kendrick Lamar has a lyric that says, uh, he says, if your ethnicity, he said, we're going to talk about a lot of things that concern you, only you. And so me, when I hear that, I, I take that and, I, and I, what I hear, you know, especially in regards to the art that I'm making now, <clears throat> is forget about your ethnicity forget about your race your gender your your religion your sexuality all of that we're going to talk about you as a person and the kinds of choices you make you get what i mean and that's mm. that's i think uh uh it's a uh, something to that i carry in mind well, I think it's something to carry in mind when going into the the kind of art that I've been making now, you know, presently. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a kind of like prologue kind of speed uh, uh, line, I guess, before heading into it. You get what I mean? Yeah, it sounds quite interesting, actually. Yeah. Mm. It sounds like it comes from deep within, obviously. Which, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So then, like, how did you become, you know, or choose to become an artist? Because, I mean, if you guys don't know, there's, like, a, a video that I did <laughs> not too long ago um, about Caleb as an artist. And in actual fact, I am really happy about that video because, like, you really get to, like, dig deep into the mind of an artist and how, like, their thought process of what they're doing and like why they're passionate about what they're doing so uh, like uh, that was probably the most best like short documentary film i've ever had real joy actually making so and just hearing from another person's experience so um anyway yeah so share a little bit with us about that Uh, if you want to know what it is basically it's called um counting the cost um i'll probably have to find the name actually to clarify but let's hear from caleb basically about um i don't know we'll just know. make sure that you change the music to a chill type of music a chill type of music because just for just y'all so y'all know just in case you you look it up and you start watching it yeah. i had the i had the thought that she was gonna put like some chill music in it because that's really like what i thought it would be about <laughs> and that's the kind of vision i had but when i watched it it was like some inspiring encouraging music and i was like damn that this is not really like me as an artist that's not really a kind of art that I make is not really 
you know what I'm saying? When you look at the themes yeah. of the kind of art that I make, it doesn't really go hand in hand with like yeah. pushing people up and whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right. At the time, I was like doing it for while I was actually studying at UB colleges. And my intention when I kind of created this was to get an authentic experience from an artist, like the ups and the downs. But then I kind of copied uh, what uh, a different uh, artist kind of does. He's a filmmaker, documentary film um, dude um, called Matt, I think. I forgot his last name. Forgive me, guys. But anyway, the point is, like, in the video, I kind of wanted to create a juxtaposition between, like, the struggles that an artist is going and overplay that with, like, some kind of upbeat kind of music to sort of create a, a different kind of feeling i guess so it was kind of different um yeah so um but it's called counting the cost the journey of an artist and it's actually on my personal channel so if you search up sarah morshama counting the cost the journey of an artist you'll actually find it um so and i appreciate yeah. sarah for making that video by the way i do and i appreciate all the work that she put into it <laughs> 20 minutes of an interview <laughs> Cut down it to two yeah. minutes thirty. <laughs> I just felt like it should be a more chill. You didn't lay back. Yeah, maybe we can do a, a part two A, eh? like, uh, <laughs> or maybe just change it, put up a different video. Okay. Anyway, we need to hear more about you. <clears throat> um. Well, first of all, that is how I became an how I became an artist, or like how I knew I wanted to become an artist. Both. It's, it's different now because it's becoming a bit more complicated because I'm currently I'm thinking about what I want to continue doing. So like how did you... No, like I still want to continue being an artist, but there are some other ideas floating in my head. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, But speaking from a visual artist standpoint, <laughs> me and Josh... When we was kids, uh, we always liked, um, I think we were introduced to Beyblade first. And so we would draw Beyblades, you know, spinning with the, and because my favorite, one of my favorite, well, he was my favorite, is a guy called Kiyoya, and his Beyblade was called Rock Leon. So when I would draw him, I'd draw like tornadoes coming out from the Beyblade. or. did that. Yeah. I don't remember me drawing Beyblades. Oh, well, maybe it was just me. But, and I would draw like lightning or dragon, and I'd have a Beyblade drawn with like lightning pointed at it, you know, coming out of it. And, um, and we were also introduced to Sonic the Hedgehog, and like, you know what I'm saying? And Sonic was Joshua's guy, and like Shadow was, Shadow was my guy. And so, like, we would draw that, you know, as youngsters. And I also remember, um, in primary, this must have been like first, second grade, probably first grade. Um, the teacher, no, it was like a principal's award, something along the lines of that. You, you for doing good behavior, you get rewarded and stuff. And um, I got rewarded a notebook. It was like a drawing notebook, from like by the school. And it was all like blank pages. It was pretty small, but, and so in that drawing notebook, me and my brother would just use it up to draw Sonic or Shadow or Knuckles or, you know, Beyblades. And 
I, 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 w- I would actually love to see that book again, but I don't think we have it anymore. And so that was, yeah. And I think I, one thing to keep in mind is, yeah, so I always had that kind of passion. I think it was even before I even started school uh, because as in like primary school, elementary, not like kindergarten. But because like I remember it was one of the first days of school, uh, first grade, and I was in class. And one of the activities was to to draw yourself. And everybody in the class drew themselves as, as stickmen or like <laughs> their faces. And I was the only one that like drew like a full body with the flesh and, and the wow. coloring and and all of that. And the teacher, she commended me, and she's just like, "Easy, easy. Every, everyone drew stickmen. Caleb's the only one who drew like you know the the body and the flesh and all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they complimented me on my art. And wait, how old were you at this time? I would probably be five. Wow, that is crazy. Everybody stick for this. And so you know, by then, after then, you know, so it was these kinds of moments that I think just really sparked it up and. And, um, you know, I would go on to just continue drawing Shadow, you know, Sonic, all that stuff. Um, I think I, I, I diverted more away from Beyblade and just started focusing more on Sonic and stuff and that whole universe. And then by year six, I got interested, I got introduced into like Dragon Ball Z by my brother. And then I started watching Naruto and I was like, you know, I, of course, I was, I was starstruck, man. This was this was stuff was amazing. It still is. You mean like the show or the, the, the show, way show. they designed okay. the show? And so I started doing that as well, and I had a really big passion for it. You know, what I'm saying I had like, I, I know you guys will remember, maybe not Sarah, but Joshua will definitely remember. I'm sure Sarah will remember. It was four a four. I mean, sorry, four a three pages. Of uh, the Akatsuki, yeah, the is a cr- criminal organization in Naruto. They have black robes oh, with the yes. yeah, with the with the red clouds on, yeah. <laughs> and that thing was giant, but it was it was like that was like when it like it really started, you know, sprouting my you know my love for for make for drawing this stuff mm. and and um, I would even draw like because I had I I got from the library. This was all in year six, by the way. I got so it would be like nine ten, mm-hmm. yeah. I got from the library. Uh, Sarah took me to the library, and we got some anime manga. And it was oh. it was Dragon Ball Z. It was a few Dragon Dragon Ball Z books, and I I took them home and I read the manga. But I even though I already watched the show, but <laughs> I I drew the covers of it. You know what I mean. And so, and I even drew like Obito for the class as like my goodbye when I was leaving the school, you know what I mean? And it was, yeah, that was where it really sprouted. And um, when I got to intermediate is when I had like the three A's because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to be. No, I, I had an idea, but like, yeah, it was the three A's. This must have been year seven, maybe year eight, year seven, year eight, a bit. It was artist, actor, author. Wow. <laughs> and um, because I was passionate about acting too, we would have, you know, we would have uh, like uh, plays or sk- sketches, I guess, in primary 
where like you know you you'd have your reading you have your reading groups in your in your class but and then every now and then we'd have like a book where it's like characters and plays it's like characters and so everyone was assigned uh different characters and and you know I loved doing that and we'd act it out and I absolutely loved doing that I loved acting and I loved writing as well I loved creating stories and and I loved drawing so it was the three A's I wanted to become an artist an actor and an author you should direct your own film bro <laughs> <laughs> that would be <laughs> no actually would, you would be an amazing film director that would be an incredible hard work bro but I mean it'd be cool but but you know what it takes to get there yeah and so uh by the end of by the end of year eight I knew that I just wanted to be an artist you know what I mean uh yeah, by the things, you know, some of the things I had experienced, it had, like, sparked this, this need to, like, illustrate my story, which I'm still doing. Um, and I started from year nine, and I, I'm I'm still going. And that's my series called Consumed. And I just knew that I wanted to pursue this and be an artist. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. That's really amazing. You know, what was going on through my mind as you were kind of sharing that, um, and you being, uh, what is this, we kind of said, oh, it would be nice if you, sorry, it would, you'd be an amazing director. I just realized all of our skills would be like <laughs> pretty good for a short movie. <laughs> a short movie? Yeah, I mean like you, the musician or the composer, yeah, for the music. <laughs> Joe Caleb for like directing the film and kind of like the script and everything, and then me for like videoing and like. <laughs> bro, she not wrong, bro. Yeah, no, I'm actually right. Would would be a good team. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's us now. <laughs> jokes, jokes. We're not gonna do that. What's crazy um, is, is I'm still really interested in all those three A's. Now, especially more than ever, I'd say maybe like last year, kinda, and and year ten, especially, I I lost that kind of passion. Uh, never, you know, a lot of things go in the way, and I got distracted. But now I'm, because this year I I set like a, a goal for myself, and that's to to reach new heights artistically, and I'm. I'm already doing that. I, I'd say I've already done it, to be honest with you. But I'm still. I'm still 100% passionate about acting. You know, I take drama. I'm still 100% passionate about writing. And that's probably come from my love for, like, Coin Locker Kid, who's this artist, uh, like a musician. And, man, he's he's high. Uh, Shaden once said to me, he's a highly intelligent person. And he really is. Like, the literature that he uses, because it's not all... It's not all music 100% of the time. You know, sometimes you'll have like, it'll be like a people talking in the in the track or like he'll have, uh, like I've seen, uh, it's like a PDF, I guess, of like a description of what the album is about. And bro, this is, it's so, the writing is so good, I can't even understand it. <laughs> like I'm 100% I'm serious. I can't even like, I can't even 
read a full sentence and like actually comprehend like what that means like that is i'm I'm literally just trying to understand what that means try and go step by step of what that you know what i mean the fact that it's so puzzling that makes it it is it is very very puzzling bro i i don't think i don't think that there's a single person (laughs) on this earth apart from coin lock a kid himself who fully understands one of his projects wow it is so fascinating yeah so it's almost like taking English class, trying to decipher something. So yeah, and and so yeah, and so uh, that passion, you know, it it was definitely inspired and influenced by Coin Locker Kid, but also to just make a make a story out of your art. Mm. You know what I mean? Something that I'm doing right now, making a story out of my art, and that comes with literature and creative writing. So mm. I'm still, you know, I've like reclaimed and that passion for the three A's right now. You know what I mean? So That's great. it's it's crazy to see. I just realized that just now. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Hundred percent. Awesome. Did you ever want to become an author, Sarah? An author. This is funny because me and my friends were actually talking not too long ago about creative writing. Um, I won't talk too much about what we talked about, but basically, I shared with them that I do have an interest for creative writing. And one day I would like to sort of create like a short story or something because recently I also like expressed myself um, to someone about what I was going through in a situation and they they encouraged me. They said that, um, so I thought that the fact that I explained certain details was a negative thing, but they actually said it's a good thing because like, it could be turned into a career. It could be turned into something really cool. And when I read through what I actually said, I was like, oh, yeah, true. Uh, you know, if I want to... Uh, weekly mean, blog into Sarah's personal life. A blog into my personal life? I, I don't know if I would be comfortable with that, to be honest. But I like... I know, but like, you know, I would, I would like to sort of... Yeah, short stories or something. Um, and I think... Um, when I did UB, they also asked us to sort of create a little, um, like synopsis of something of like a film. And so I started (laughs) writing, um, it's in relation to like more action thriller mystery type of style. And I found so much joy actually just like being, you know, creative in that space. So it's definitely, I don't know if I would say an author cause like it is like, like that thing is a is a journey in itself, but to start off with, I have an interest for like just creating short stories. Um, yeah. Uh, the reason why I asked is because I'm writing a book right now about. Well, I haven't actually started writing it, mm. but uh, it's in my mind to write a book to go along with the album that I'm releasing. And he wants to be an author. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> all three of you. That is now, hilarious. All three of us are good at writing if you look yeah, at yeah we actually know, are when you look we'll, at our english record <laughs> yeah it's you know i mean that's 50 50 for me <laughs> yeah but mean? it's ease yeah. on ease but like yeah. i feel like no your i think your style because you know thinking about coin locker kid and that sort of the stuff that i see on your instagram i don't know if it's like just your ly- the lyrics of his stuff that you're posting or if some of it is just your own. I've only ever posted one of his lyrics. Everything else is pretty much me. Yeah, wow. that stuff, it's pretty... <laughs> wow. Sometimes I read that stuff and I, I'm like, hey, I don't know where this guy's... 
getting those ideas from. It's, you know, it's it's, a, it's, it's interesting. It's though. obscure. Yeah. It's, it's enigmatic. It's you know what I'm saying. It's beautiful. So beautiful. I, I would well, call it. Well, I beautiful. like it because but, it's mysterious. Like you actually start thinking deeply. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, for example, I think. Uh, so what? I, what I was getting at is we have distinct. Maybe we're starting to have distinct styles between us, uh, literal, literary wise. Yes. But uh, it's just interesting that all three of us, are, you know, thinking about that sort of writing sort of thing. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I'm. I know what kind of art <laughs> that you're referring to, and the thing is with that, it's literally just ideas that come up in my head. Like, I'll literally just be... And sometimes it is because I'm, like, listening to Coin Locker Kid. A lot of that stuff is influenced by that, you know, his his music, which, man, yo, I, I can't even, like, defend this man on some of the, <laughs> some of the stuff that, like, I've seen, like, or I've heard, man, is wild. <laughs> but... I, yeah, keep going. But um, I'll literally be, like, just, like, walking, like, you know, be sitting with my thoughts or just standing or listening to music and just thinking. And then a sentence will start in my head and then it just keeps going and it keeps going. And then I start writing it down in my notes. And, you know, it happens a lot of the times. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should. It, it depends. A lot of it doesn't end up being put online, but some of them do. And so I, uh, yeah, and I put it up. It's literally just thoughts that come up in my head and I post it. And the thing with that is, man, with one of them in particular, uh, Which one? the one of them where I put on my story, uh, it was a you responded to it. It was the one you responded to. Oh. Yeah, my friend came up to me. It was. You need to remind me actually. It was like the one of like uh, it was like a short story of like a like a boy that like killed someone when he was young. Oh yes. Yeah. I can't remember my response actually. It was your response when I saw it. I, I just started laughing. I, that was pretty funny to me. <laughs> oh yes, I said I kind of found the last part funny and low key disgusting, but interesting to read. <laughs> yeah, when he said interesting to read, I started laughing. But with that one in particular, man, it's a person I know that they said they came to me. Oh man, they started. They was like, first of all, they was shocked. <laughs> Right, <laughs> they were shocked, but they were also like, they they were disgusted, and they were also like kind of poking fun at me for that. But it, when they like it came to the actually actual reasoning, they were basically saying like, I just don't know why you would uh, post that uh, on your main story uh, on a public account. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I was like, like in my head, I didn't say any of it, but I, I was just thinking, like, does that does that matter? Like, in, like Instagram, it's just Instagram. Why should that Why should that matter to me? I'm not on Instagram like the way you guys are. I don't view it the way. Yeah. The, you see, and I think a problem is like it, it, Instagram really becomes like it becomes a way that people see you. Mm. 
it become you know what I'm saying they they look at your profile and they think that that is you in real life. They think that that is your personality. That is that is who you are. Yeah. And and so the fact that I I don't I literally only use it like once a month, like like one day a month, and I haven't even used it all of March. So you know, good on me. But but yeah, and so like I don't I don't look at people's profiles i don't i don't text people i I hardly text people but i don't really text people i keep my my uh conversations limited to in person Mm. so like when i'm when it's a a weekend i'm only talking to the people around me and i I also i keep my you know my circle of of friends you know tight and close Mm. but yeah so i don't look at instagram like as the status thing, yeah. you get what I mean. I so that helps me to. Either way, I never really cared, but it helps in a way to post my art. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean. It's just, you know, if you if you want to look at people like how they are on Instagram, is that's the way they are in real life? I mean, you can go ahead and do that, but you know, anyone that knows. You know, anyone that knows me will tell you that, you know, what you see on Instagram is not the way I treat you in real life. You get what I mean? Uh, It's just everything on Instagram right now, on my Instagram right now, uh, my main account, if if people are wondering, it's all literally just creativity. Mm -hmm. And that comes back to what I set myself as a goal of reaching new heights artistically. And so to reach new heights artistically, I got to let go of that whole status thing. Yeah. I got to let go of putting on cool clothes to cuz I was there. I've been there. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So and and so now uh to reach new heights artistically. Man, I mean it really means to like put in a lot. So so I'm just even on so even on my main account like I don't care and I'm just posting. I'm just putting it out. And it all, you know, uh yeah, I'm just uh, putting it out and so that's if you like like I said before if you want to look at people as how they are on Instagram is that how they are in real life what you see on Instagram is my artistic uh, persona I guess you could call it yeah. is my artistic self yeah. that is not me in my personal life you know what I mean that is not my personal life that is all artistic expression all of it mm. you get what I'm saying yeah. So, so I find it interesting how you said that you your friends um found it shocking what you said. So I thought to yeah. myself, did they really know know you? Because <laughs> when I saw that, I I actually found it funny, but also like weirdly disgusting too. But yeah, I mean know? they've only I known me. No, I haven't seen what that story. You you about. probably if I show you now, but you know. But yeah, Instagram. <laughs> I just you. I I don't know if you I don't. Like I don't. I don't. Yeah, you wouldn't. But I don't care about Instagram itself. I don't care about looking at people at, like with a status. Instagram is just a way for me to put out my art. That's it. That's why I only use it once a month and not not a month at all if, if I really feel like it. That is all I use Instagram as. You know what I'm saying? I, I look at people in a personal life in person. Do you get what I mean? I don't, I don't use, look at, uh, yeah, I don't look at Instagram and be like, Oh yeah, that must be how they are in real life. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, totally get that. I uh, had a 
question. I think I, I think we've been doing this for an hour, haven't we? Probably. It's almost four. Wow, crazy. Um. I had a one question. We can continue this conversation later because we've got heaps to talk about, actually. But you. Okay, so you should ask. Yeah. Okay, so the question was, how would you describe your self from an artistic perspective? Versus. In general, so. Like, cause I I was coming back all the way back from the topic when we were talking about writing, and how his uh, describing his art as sort of obscure, obscure and not uh what's the word you know not a lot of people would uh, what is that word when there's something that's acquired taste i think yeah yeah so like something that's you know not a lot of people would like it but some the people who would it's like they really like it so (laughs) like and what i was kind of thinking like caleb's side from an artistic perspective his view is more something he comes from a darker perspective Mm. and he can see the value in art that isn't necessarily or or rainbows and you know like something that's more different and you know something that's yeah anyway this is joshua's lens by the way and from my perspective i you know i have my own preferences which come out and also just my personality in general which makes my art come out in a very different way like i would describe my art as something uh it's more idealistic and conceptual than grounded in reality i'd say it's i'd say it's more abstract very abstract very abstract and i would say that almost like fantastical Although I'm not trying to be fantastical, but it just... Do you mean like in a fantasy sense? Yeah, it's almost in a... Fa- yeah, in a fantasy sense. Um, and bright. And a lot of... Something that I really struggle with is like a lot of the times when I feel really down. Let's say I, I, I'm going through something and I want to express it through, the, through art. And you know, normally that's music. And I'll create some sort of musical thing. I always say that, you know, the way I feel and what comes out on the other side is like, it's almost like it's a sense of catharsis or it's something that's much more brighter. It's not actually talking about how I feel felt in the moment, but it's more like giving it's, I create something beautiful out of something dark Mm. as opposed to carrying on that, expressing that darkness. Okay. So that's what tends to happen. And you know, I don't, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I think it's just something that is like connected to me in terms of my personality. The art that I create is something that's bright. It's something that's there's hopeful. There's a little bit. There's a lot of melancholy in it. I'd say there's a lot of sadness. But it's something that's I, I'm trying to reach. The, I'm trying to express from my soul, but I'm also mm. trying to reach the soul of another person. So that's how I describe my musical. You know, like I mean, my artistic expression. Yeah. In describing words, and so I was just wondering how you two would describe your. Yeah, we ain't we ain't had Sarah talk about her own art in yeah. a lot. Hold on, I was gonna ask if like that is actually like reflecting your inner world because you said you're sharing your soul. So like the fact that your music is more brighter and like, uh, you know, like as you describe reaching a catharsis and, you know, you're in a 
like would you just say that that describes your inner world as well uh well i i've i've noticed recently i really like catharsis i really like it when things resolve ah even when it comes to like let's talk about conflict like i like it when there's harmony and there's not conflict conflict really bothers me and and uh, you know and uh, it's, i see it as a problem because sometimes conflict is necessary but i'll avoid it and so yeah i'm a guy that really likes you know like i think about heaven for example you know i, I like thinking about that i like thinking about what your wedding day will, my, my wedding day will look like stuff like that really good peaceful love loving moments mm. that's stuff that you know i think about or you know me being a romantic like you know mm-hmm. your stuff to do with like having crushes and that sort of thing like this sort of romanticization like I, that's the way my mind works and yeah so i think that just naturally comes out in my art so. yeah okay i see that no, yeah, that's cool. Um, I, yeah, I haven't really spoken much about it. I mean, we could say it for another episode. Um, <laughs> so basically, like I said, um, yeah, mainly when it comes to art, I do photography as a hobby, and I do take photos of people, like portrait images, but also I do a lot of like landscapes and portraits of like real world stuff. But when it comes to really expressing my innermost. Uh, self, you know, trying to be authentic or true to whatever I'm trying to express. I have that all in my mind and I I sort of like create plans as to how I want to do that. But I don't necessarily carry them out sometimes because like for example, there's something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Um but it's like I I haven't made the time to actually find the people to sort of help me make it or come to for to come to a fruition so i have a clear idea of like what kind of message i want to carry uh how i want like the entire thing from beginning to end to look but i haven't like yet touched that project if that makes sense um and so yeah i would hmm and in terms of the yeah, I would say I'm very private. So like, it's it's like I want to convey a particular message, but I don't want to be too discreet or you know too explicit as to what it what what it is that I'm trying to share or get out there. If you know what I mean. So if I were to actually carry out the project, it would come about quite uh, abstract, and you probably wouldn't understand. Uh, too much of it you'd probably come to a conclusion as to what you think it means and I think I can settle with that um, but I think I'll be happy with myself in a sense that I've I've gotten the message out there um, hoping that it's understood but if it's not then it it's okay because I've said what I wanted to say if that makes sense <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it, it's likely to be quite like, you know, emotional, quite cinematic type of feel. Definitely cinematic, but it, there's an, an emotional element to it. Um, Interesting. And I'm not so sure whether the... Uh, uh, yeah, you know the type of cinematic that I listen to? What would you kind of call that? Like melancholy? Hans Zimmer. No, Hans Zimmer, yes, for sure. Cinematic. But like... Uh, 
it's quite melodic in a way yeah but yeah orchestral theme music theme type music yeah it, it sort of uh evokes certain emotions <laughs> that was such a vague sentence <laughs> Let's keep it at that. <laughs> Let's keep it at that. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. <laughs> Your turn, Kim. Well, truly, it depends on the time period, right? You could look at my art now and say that that's pretty dark, but it might change. You know what I mean? I might go to a more lighter place eventually but um but what about in general in general again that's hard to to explain because all right all right well let me say this I i think this is a good way uh it's really just diving deep inside of myself and my own emotions and being able to take that out and put it in art form and uh obviously majority of the times it's it's pretty dark but it's also uh some of the times it's kind of like therapy you know what i mean um yeah. and yeah that's i know that i probably have more things to say but i've really lost it but yeah, that's that's probably that's probably it, man. It's just taking my emotions and putting it and and hoping to make an impact on someone, you know. Uh, that would that would be what I view as success. And well, you know, to be honest, no, 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 no. having somebody be able to like relate to some of it would be what I view as success. But I do like it when it does impact people. To be honest with you, I like it when it makes people uncomfortable. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like it when it makes people say, what? That's because it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's not, it's not in the norm. I've heard that. That's definitely you, man. It's not in the norm. You get what I mean? Yeah, so branching off of that, when you say, if you would describe your music, oh, sorry, your art right now, would you say it's you're trying to look for something? Because what I'm trying to get out of you is like descriptive words describing your art. And right now you're just starting. You're saying like it's not the norm. And it's, you know. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned dark as one. It's... It's really just... The feeling of... of of loneliness mm. and being re- and, and rejection and abandonment i suppose mm. uh, not really a no not really abandonment not really abandonment okay. because for abandonment to happen you have to have someone on your side from the beginning that's deep bro yeah that's real deep yeah and so and truly the art that I'm putting out right now <clears throat> is for interpretation. You know what I'm saying? It's a story. It's a story, which a lot of people don't catch on to. But it's for, it is for interpretation and for people to get their own 
understanding of what's happening and also what the message is. And that that is something that I've come to realize that I think going forward, all of my projects, they will have like a message, you know what I mean? Um, and that message may not be clear. Sometimes I may come forth and, and explain it. Sometimes I might not, and you have to decipher it yourself. So yeah, that is, yeah, that's that's probably how I describe it. Yeah. Interesting. That is very interesting. Did you have anything you want to add to that or say in response? No. All right, but like, yeah, so there is one thing. If you know me, right, you'll know that, like, currently, currently, like, this year, like, I ask people, like, a lot of questions. You do. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be, like, questions about, like, themselves or, like, what they like, what kind of choices they made or, like, you know, even, like, their situation at home, you know what I'm saying? Uh, which is why, uh, yeah, yeah. And so I, I think mainly, like, year nine, as well as this year is where I really like had this tendency to ask questions because I was like, you know, where my creative, where my creativeness was, was really high. And so I think for the longest time, I, I could never see it. I could never see why that is, but the whole reason why I even, why I, I knew that I, I was, I was ready to come on this podcast is because I, I, I finally figured it out. It's, it's because that I see potential in those people. You know what I mean? I see, I see potential for them to become something greater to, you know, because they have some part of their life that could be used and harnessed to their, to, that could be, you know, advanced to their advantages. Sorry. Uh, and so, that is, and it doesn't even have to be like something that they do. It could be even like a uh, potential for a story, which is which is how which is part of the influence that made me that influenced the art that I'm putting out right now, is because some of the things that happen in that story is things that happen to people that I know in real life. You get what I mean? And so some people don't re realize that they have this potential and some people realize that they have this potential and they don't even want they don't even want to do anything with it they don't even want to harness it mm. and and so honestly i think i think what stops people from unlocking that potential if you were to like really uh concise it and or condenses, right? And uh, it would probably be like social media and one's values. Mm. Man, with social media, and you know, you can even add Netflix to that because <laughs> the people in my generation now they 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 love to eat that up. But these addictions, man, and they don't even want to call it that, but that's what they are. They are addictions. And I've been there, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be here if I hadn't been there. So I think people, what people don't understand is that it really becomes, it becomes a home to these people. You know, you, you close the door once you come home from school and what do you do? You check your phone, you go on Instagram, you check your feed, you check your messages. When you're waiting for something to load or when you're taking a break, you check your messages, you check your feed. 
it becomes it becomes a home to these people and so i had to really uh i had to really um stop using that and it was in january that 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 i came to that realization that i learned that and then i had to come to understand what was what were the things that i would consider home instead of being on this this phone majority of the day mm. and that would be like what what replaced that that feeling of knowing that this is a home would be like my actual bedroom you know what i'm saying yeah. because i'll just sit there and just think or like this living room or or like you know i had a cross necklace that that became like you know a home to me that i would you know what i mean i'd appreciate and i'd be aware of instead of social media to have social media as a home man that's that's <laughs> no that's like it's unhealthy you get what i mean yeah. and and so with values with values how that blocks people is really because i have my own set of values and morals that i you know i follow but i don't let that override my artistic value to the point where i have no time for that or i'm not interested in that part of me at all yeah. you get what i mean yeah. like you know what i'm saying i know people i know people who are amazing incredible at things like poetry but they're always focused on politics always always complaining about it and talking about it and, and yet once every once in a while you know i see them write a poem i'm like you should really focus you should harness this you get what i mean yeah. and so really i think what i think what people would need like if you if you were to take just 2 months 2 months away from social media away from netflix and you might even add youtube to that list because you know youtube comes a distraction as well but you know there are also some helpful things on there to like help further enhance you know that uh side of you and it doesn't even have to be like artistic it can even be things like like sports people that are athletes you get what i mean yeah. and you if you were to just have that two months and to just have the intent of focusing and harnessing that potential side of you you know what i mean i guarantee you after after those two months are done you you're going to you're going to have changed perspectives on a lot of things mm. right like if you were to just get rid of that those things social media and whatever like if you're an athlete right it could be just and you just want to you want to focus on this potential it could just be be going to the gym more you know working out more or 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 studying the sport more you know a true performer they never a true performer never gets to the the level that they get to the amount of success that they get to without being a student of what they're performing you get what i mean so there's it's all all types of, of of ways that you could enhance uh, and use that side of you to your advantages. Mm. And another thing that I would recommend 
and this is just in general that I would recommend to people, is to just sit down with your thoughts. You get what I mean? To just sit down, you know, it could be even like, at, at the minimum, 20 minutes, you know? And to just sit down and just think, have your thoughts come to you, you know, think about that that thought, enhance it, you know, uh, see where it leads you, you know? And um, and some things to, to even ask yourself while you're having these things is to ask yourself why you you make certain uh, choices that you do. And I mean like I mean like small small ones, not not big ones. You get what I mean? Um, and I don't mean in in a way like, oh, why did I do that? I'm so stupid. No no no. Listen, ask yourself with the intent of finding an answer, of finding an answer why you made that choice. You know, uh, a, a, a sad, uh, not sad, introverted kind of uh, lonely person, right? Dyes their hair like a, a dark blue, or, or just person dyes their hair in, in general. And you, and you ask them, you know, what does that mean? Why why did you make that decision to dye your hair? You know, there's all types of things that that could represent. You know what I mean? Because because every choice I think has a potential. Has potential. Every choice has potential. Has the potential to make that choice into something greater. Or uh, uh, in the sense that like I don't know you uh, you make a choice to 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 uh, to draw uh, a picture today right you could make something greater out of that picture you could share it with people you could you could through that choice you can you know get the the knowledge to to draw even more to draw another picture right but more importantly uh every choice has a potential for an answer I won't say that every choice is an answer, but it, every choice has the potential for an answer, right? <clears throat> you know, when artists uh, post that their art on social media, visual artists, I mean, they usually have a, like, it'll, it'll be a picture of the art, and behind the art, it'll be like a brown table or something because the, the picture's on the table, or it will have like a border, like a white border around it. When I post my art, I have a black border around it. It's because I haven't seen, I've never seen an artist have a black border on their art, you know, which I think makes me unique, but also uh, gives off a more serious and darker tone as opposed to doing something like a white border. I recently changed my profile picture to just a, a black circle that is because that indicates it, it represents to me that the kind of thing that I'm posting right now is serious and and it also uh represents my kind of uh absence on Instagram mm. you know my inactivity on it these are all reasons <clears throat> as to why I made these very small choices and I think that um you know, and so the end purpose, right? The end purpose of asking yourself why you make these certain decisions is not is not to 
truly, you know, like understand why you made these choices, but it's to help you understand yourself. Yeah. If you if you ask yourself why you made these choices, you will start to understand you mm-hmm. more. Maybe you're maybe you're susceptible to being influenced by other people. You know what I mean? Uh, and also knowing knowing why you made certain choices, it gives you freedom over the choices you make. If you become actively aware of the choices you make, it gives you more freedom. Totally agree. Yeah, like, mm. I don't know. Um, a person, uh, a person looks forward to going home the most, right? And what what waits for them at home is just doing homework and Netflix. You know what I mean? Those are the choices that they make. And so, you know, you ask yourself why they why they make those choices, and to and you ask what are the implications of those choices that you make at home to just do your homework and watch Netflix. You know what I mean? And to ask yourself and to know the implications, you really have to, you know, step outside of yourself and look at it objectively. Because, you know, if this person says, oh, yeah, but, you know, when I'm at home, I always end up being bored because all I do is watch Netflix and, you know. So if you look at the implications, you step outside of yourself and you look at it objectively. You know, you ask yourself the kinds of things of how is this affecting me? How is this affecting my behavior? Who is this affecting me? How is this affecting the way people see me? You know what I mean? Maybe it's time for a change. And the last thing that I'll say is you're asking asking yourself why you make certain choices. Also, it also helps you understand the environment you're in. Yeah. You know, a dude I know say, tell me, and I, I need to buy more jewelry. I ask why? I just need more drip, nigga. I just need more drip. Why? I just I just need it. Maybe that tells you that the environment you're in, whether that's content online, whether that's your friends that you surround yourself with, maybe they maybe that environment you're in is causing you to keep pursuing this thing. You know? And then you can look at the implications of that and decide whether that's right or wrong to continue doing that yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there's a lot of thought-provoking stuff you've actually shared. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, did you want to say something about some of those? Nah. I feel like I just got educated. <laughs> In a very good way. There's a lot of actually beautiful gems in what you've actually said there um and i hope there are some people that actually consider you know because it is true there are people there that have like amazing talent and things but don't choose to pursue it or maybe are not aware of like you know how to go about going down that route so i think yeah yeah it's pretty gold let's go i thought of that one night i thought of that one night and then that was what what made me know like i'm ready to go on the podcast now Mm. I actually find it quite interesting that you had conversations with people and actually like, you know, ask people like, why do you Yeah, do that I, I understand. I understood that as well. Why I asked those people, <laughs> why I asked those people why they make those decisions. Yeah. It's because I want to, I want to understand them. 
Mm. You know what I mean? In the same way that if you ask yourself that, you understand yourself. I want to I want to understand them. Yeah. No, that's actually true. That's good. That's good stuff. All right. So we've come to the end of our podcast, guys. Um, sorry, not podcast, episode. Um, <laughs> we are not retiring today. So um, <laughs> I hope you guys really enjoyed this conversation that we had. Um, this is us, and this is actually the first time that all three of us have had a conversation together, and it's been great. Yeah, so when are you coming on again? <laughs> a few years down the line. <laughs> <laughs> when he's discovered more things that he would like to share with us. More gems, eh? He will keep us in suspense. Caleb will be back on, on this uh, show. Um, and we'll let you know about that. So, um, yeah, have a good day, wherever you are. Yeah. Yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. Mm-hmm.